we've got admins that are retrofitting security settings and hardening and governance and, and processes for certificate management and key management and password management, uh, change management. And that's hard. And actually, I don't think it's, it's going to be efficient or effective because in my book, security measures are only effective and efficient if you have them from day one. Mobile workforces, cloud applications, and digitalization are changing every aspect of the modern enterprise. And with radical transformation come new business risks. Welcome to Hybrid Identity Protection, the premier podcast for cybersecurity pros charged with defending hybrid identity environments. Presented by Semperis, the pioneers of identity-driven cyber resilience for the hybrid enterprise. And now, here's your host, 15-time Microsoft MVP and Active Directory security expert, Sean Duby. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the HIP podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be speaking with Sander Brickhauer. Sander is very active in the identity community. He's CTO of SCCT in the Netherlands. He's a prolific blogger for his site, The Things That Are Better Left Unspoken. Uh, I've used it many times myself, and it's very easy to search for in Google because there's nothing else out there like that. Uh, He's also author of the Active Directory Administration Cookbook. I know him. He and I go back many years as he's an 11-time Microsoft MVP in the identity space. It used to be called Directory Services. Then it got called uh, Enterprise Mobility for some reason, but we just think of it as identity. So so hi, Sander. Hi. Hi, Sean. So, you know, in your, in your professional role, uh, advising a lot of companies and in focused on security and identity security, you know, and in a situation where you know everybody has has obviously scrambled to do remote access, and this is a topic I've talked about before, but it has all sorts of aspects to it. Ideally, when you're ramping up the the ability for you, uh, workers to work from home, <clears throat> you address the security at in at the front end. Well, and as as we all know, this has been a mad scramble to pr- make productivity and. It doesn't take a looking glass to recognize that security has probably taken a back seat to this. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things that that I really see now is talk about what they call temporary COVID tenants. So temporary Azure AD tenants, just to get going with Teams and digital transformation and um, and survive basically as an organization, but. Yeah, it's it's hard because even though you you know you really can't with the default settings and with security defaults on these days, it's really hard to get an insecure setup. And yet some organizations do. So what you're talking about, Sander, is basically someone saying we need to start using Teams immediately. We want teams. And what happens under the covers, of course, is they get an Azure AD tenant because they want teams and they and they don't pay any attention to the security settings because they just want teams. Is that what you're getting at? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and let me let me give you t- three good examples for this. So the first example is an organization that said, you know what, we need teams right now. Let's set up a temporary tenant. Uh, let's just create cloud-only accounts. Uh, in Azure Active Directory, and let's get going. And now these people have more than one password. They reuse passwords. It's it's the same 
password reuse hell as we've seen for the last, well, I guess, five years. Then the other organization, and, and they were good to admit, actually, that they, um, they had been going through this digital transformation faster than they anticipated. And I think if you, if you go to the uh, stages of grief, then that is actually the second stage. So they're way ahead of all the other organizations. Um, and I said, you know what? We'll make a temporary COVID tenant for our organization. And I still remember one of the uh, the people that when I when I was a, a little consultant, um, he, he kept telling me and kept reminding me, you know what? There's nothing as permanent in IT as a temporary solution. And it just keeps ringing and ringing through my head. And these guys are building out and building out those tenants, and it's it's just awful, basically. And of course, the third example was the organization that tried to do everything right, but you're just cutting corners and especially in identity and access and ending up failing because of Azure AD B2B. There's going to be changes in about a year, but what happens is, and this is really interesting because it's 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 a it's a new dynamic uh, for Azure AD B2B because you can now have you can now invite people from other organizations those can be unmanaged tenants or microsoft managed tenants we now call them but as those organizations go into hybrid identity or into azure ad2 they go from unmanaged tenants or microsoft managed tenants to organization managed tenants with well if you're lucky with admins that uh, actually go and manage settings so now all of a sudden, and th this was their biggest complaint, is that, yeah, we've been inviting people all the time, and now all of a sudden they're unable to uh, to share applications. They can only share desktops because some admin read somewhere that that is a best practice. So what you're talking about are circumstances where, let's say, a company has started using is is already using Office 365 and say therefore Teams, <clears throat> and they have, that means that they have an uh, Azure AD tenant underneath, and they want to work with another company, whether it's collaborating on Teams or whether it's collaborating with, you know, in SharePoint. And these are the security issues that comes up when the other company sort of graduates. So let me ask then, when you find yourself talking to a company that is charged headfirst into, let's say, Teams, mm -hmm. or maybe they've ramped up their VPN uh, secondarily. What are the security aspects that you've, and they say, okay, this is terrible. We realize we've not paid any attention to security. We want to go back and fix or tighten up the security that's there by default. What would you tell them? Yeah, so, so one of the things that we've been doing for the last couple of years because we, we've been doing large government organizations and um, implementing hybrid identity there with, with Ministry of Justice, uh, those kinds of organizations. And we always start with an exit strategy. But this crisis has just invalidated all those exit strategies. All those exit strategies was, yeah, we just roll back and disable and delete and we're done. No employee is now accepting that. 
they've, they've redefined the way they do business with their partners and with the outside world. And it's the same, and, and you probably know this example, but I think it's such a, a beautiful example. It's the one from Mirsk, where as they were hit by ransomware, within 45 minutes, their entire uh, 50,000 device network was encrypted. As they were in that mode where they were encrypted, the people in the terminals and on the boats and truck drivers, they started communicating with, through WhatsApp because that was the thing that was still up and running. And then as Maersk got their domain controller back from Ghana and set up their Active Directory again, then what happened was is that the CEO examined the situation and said, you know what, our people probably know how to do stuff better in terms of processes than us. So let's redefine our entire business model based on those WhatsApp groups, because that's where the value is. That's what people want. And then we'll add as minimal as we can, of course, layers of security and governance. And that's what's happening in today's world at some organizations too. And as people go to teams, they won't go back. This is the new normal. And as they know the feature set and as they know how to log on and as they feel how we can't go back anymore. And now what we're seeing is that that temporary solution is indeed going to be a true solution, a permanent solution. And we've got admins that are retrofitting security settings and hardening and governance and, and processes for certificate management and key management and password management, uh, change management, all that stuff um, on those deployments. And that's hard. And actually, I, I don't think it's it's going to be efficient or effective. Because in my book, security measures are only effective and efficient if you have them from day one. Well, the reality is there's going to be a lot of retrofitting going on. There's going to be a, a there probably already is an enormous collection of brand new Office 365 subscriptions, the Microsoft SSPs are probably very happy to get Teams, and they're all installed with the defaults. People like consultants with expertise like yours will have business for a long time to come, making them better. Where do you start in something like that? So as organizations are today, at least, are basically going one path only. They've got an on-premises environment, and now they just add cloud, and it's a different platform. It's a different environment. So the one thing that we start with is, is hybrid identity. And of course, this is the hybrid identity protection podcast, but in order to be able to protect something, you first have to build it. So we build hybrid identity. And the first thing that we ask, of course, is, so how do you want to do your cloud authentication? How do you want to lead it back to your on-premises Active Directory where you have all your governance and processes and integrity checks and availability processes and stuff like that? And there's a couple of organizations that still think ADFS. There's loads and loads of organizations, luckily already, that think password hash sync for that. Oh, actually, and I think password hash sync is the worst way, but it's synchronization of the hashed hash uh, of the password. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, before people think that there's either clear text passwords in Active Directory, well, no, uh, or that the hashes that are in Active Directory are synchronized to Azure AD as is, which is also a 
big no-no. So we have a couple of organizations that do uh, ADFS. We have organizations, of course, with Azure AD Connect. We focus a lot on Azure AD Connect and hardening uh, and stuff like that. And of course, we also do a bit of Okta, uh, a bit of one login, stuff like that. I think a point that has been pointed out more recently and people weren't quite so aware of is that Synchronization engines like Azure AD Connect, and the same goes for other identity providers as well, should be treated as tier zero secured systems in the same manner as a domain controller because the way they interface with the domain controller, they get data from Active Directory in a privileged manner. Of course, one of the um, characteristics of tier zero is that these systems don't have internet connectivity. And Azure AD Connect needs it. Of course, the solution is to get Azure AD Connect through a proxy. And Azure AD Connect runs through a proxy just perfect, just fine. But um, Azure AD Connect Health doesn't, for instance. So it's a delicate balance between having it secured enough and having it functional enough. And if we're, if we're looking at information security, of course, it's not just about uh, about secrecy. But it's also about the integrity of the solution and the availability of the solution. And with Azure AD Connect Health, of course, Azure AD Connect Health helps you to uh, keep tabs on the availability of Azure AD Connect and the synchronization. It's hard, but I don't even think it's the biggest no-no that administrators are making in terms of hybrid identity these days. Well, that's a thing, and, and and maybe that's a that's a topic for a future time is to talk about the most significant defaults, and maybe that's something things that are better left unspoken. Blog as well. What are some of the most significant defaults that you should change to help make your hybrid tenant more secure? Oh, but that's already up. Well, it's not entirely up because it's a uh, it's a forty one post series, and I've only gotten to post twenty six. But yeah, yeah, I'm working on that. Wow. Wow. Okay. I, I said you were a prolific blogger and you are certainly are keeping up with it. That's really great. Yeah. I, uh, for, for this year, one of my goals was um, to do one blog post for every day that I work. So about 200 blog posts per year. And I've come to 182 in the last 12 months. So yeah. Wow. Good fun. That's, that is just amazing. And of course, because you know your stuff so well, that's just a wealth of knowledge out on that blog. Well, thank you, Sander. Uh, I appreciate the time spent. Always, it's a great conversation with you, and I always learn something. So I didn't know you could do uh, Azure AD Connect through a proxy. But uh, so, well, that's great. Thanks again for your time. And uh, I encourage everybody to go check out Sander's blog. Thanks again, man. Thanks for joining us on the Hybrid Identity Protection Podcast with Sean Duby. Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Visit hipconf.com, that's H-I-P-C-O-N-F.com to learn about upcoming events, view expert presentations, and take part in the conversation.